Welcome to another episode of the CG Business Advisor Podcast brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. It's episode five here of our podcast series. And if you haven't been listening so far, well, do yourself a favor and subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Scott Seidenberg. And before we get into episode five, I just want to say that October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And on our previous episode, we talked all about cybersecurity with our featured guest, Bob McCurry, Senior Principal Security Risk Management at Verizon. To listen to that episode, simply search for the CG Business Advisor wherever you get your podcasts from or head to cgteam.com for all available episodes. We're now on episode five of this podcast series, and this episode has to deal with how businesses are handling the COVID-19 pandemic. Is it an obstacle or an opportunity for your business to grow? We've all been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic, and we've all had to adjust the way we work and live our lives. But there are ways you can take this opportunity and use it to your advantage to help your business To talk to us about how to do that is Stephen Fry, a national sales manager at Extensus Group, which is a dedicated payroll and human resource outsourcing organization. Steve has been a small and medium-sized business advocate, consultant, enthusiast, and owner for over 20 years. Steve Scott Seidenberg here. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Scott. Pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit more about Extensus Group and the different platforms that you provide for small and medium-sized businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So Extensus Group has been around for 23 years. It's a privately held organization headquartered in Woodbridge, New Jersey. I would call it a dedicated HR and payroll services firm, first and foremost. For the past 23 years, We've been uh, organized as a PEO, which stands for Professional Employer Organization. So a PEO delivers uh, payroll, HR services, uh, group benefits administration, and risk and compliance work work from both the state and federal level to small and medium-sized businesses. So the way I typically explain what a PEO is to folks is my father was a New York City Board of Ed guy for 30 years. My, uh, My wife works for the state of New Jersey. She's a deputy in the attorney general's office. You know, these types of folks are part of union arrangements as far as their professions go. So they don't really have to spend too much time thinking about administrative burden or, you know, their benefits. You know, people recognize teachers and state employees as having great benefits. Uh, A PEO is a very similar type of structure. It creates almost like a union for small to medium-sized business. You know, if they're accepted as part of the pool of employees, which Extensus represents around 25,000 worksite employees, then, you know, a group like Extensus as a PEO is able to go out and negotiate benefits on behalf of, you know, these types of organizations using economies of scale. So a 10, 20, 30 person organization can you know go to negotiate benefits as if they're a twenty five thousand person organization, so it brings some inherent you know advantages to the small to medium sized business table. Um, the other offering of what we do at Extensus is called Extensus HRO, which stands for Human Resources Outsourcing Solution. And you know a lot of times, just companies are not necessarily a fit for the PEO world. There is some underwriting behind it uh, as it relates to the 
risk and benefit side of things. So, you know, people have to be a good fit for the model or else they don't necessarily get accepted into the model. Our, our HRO offering is a little different. It's something that's completely configurable and customizable around whatever type of business we're talking about. So, you know, there's no underwriting for risk or benefits purposes. It's just delivering a dedicated HR and payroll service that can, you know, really drive all of the other types of benefits and business needs that that an SMB has nowadays. Uh, but us handling the dedicated payroll and HR side of things, we can you know create integrations and and uh, bridges with any other products that the client is using out there. So, you know, everything to me typically starts with the people, starts and ends with the people, really. So, very focused on people very focused on process. There's no substitute for having a good process. And um, you know, then really the end game is to deliver the best possible product, solution, approach, service that the client is looking for, as well as their trusted advisors. So we partner a great deal on a daily basis with financial and insurance professionals. They're very often looked at as the trusted advisors for small and medium-sized business. Mm -hmm. So we act as an extension of the small to medium sized business and also an extension of the trusted advisor. That's where the name extensus actually came from. That's <laughs> clever. Well, you mentioned people and 2020 has been taxing on all of us. Uh, no pun intended there for the tax professionals. But how have small and medium sized businesses been navigating 2020 so far as difficult as it's been? Yeah. So first of all, I love puns. I love alliteration. <laughs> I love plays on words. So we can make as many of that, much of that happen as you want to, Scotty. Uh, but, you know, it brings about an interesting topic, right? Just because, you know, this has been a year that's been very challenging for a lot of folks out there. I've always you know, been someone who looks at, you know, global events, national events, you know, things where the playing field suddenly changes. I tend to look at them more as opportunity than something that's a challenge that needs to be conformed to. So, you know, I find a lot of times that people just having the right mindset really helps them a great deal in their initiatives. And small, medium-sized business, you know, certainly has a lot of their own passions and initiatives. So, you know, they, they need as much, as much drive as they can get. Good mindset always starts there. You know, but that doesn't change the fact that a lot of this year has been filled with discussions of, you know, PPP loans and yep. potential layoffs of employees and furloughs for temporary, you know, layoffs and work arrangements, but, you know, with a promise to return at some point and shared work programs where, you know, organizations don't necessarily have the work that their employee, that they would normally have their employees for. So almost, you know, lending them out to other places that can use them so that they can still get some compensation and not really lose much in the way of money. You know, th this has been a lot of the talk this year you know, just so that businesses can really stay, you know, stay afloat, really, really embrace survival mode. At the same time, you know, just like any type of global event or national event, you know, there has been a whole bunch of opportunity created for, for businesses out there. And, you know, I take industries like the restaurant, hospitality and leisure space. So like as an example of this, you know, restaurants, you know, if you talk about a couple of local restaurants, you know, one, two, three, just local, you know, privately held that are just, you know, you know, family run operation, you know, they might be dealing with some very significant challenges right now, especially if it's eat and dining. But, you know, other types of restaurant concepts that are more grab and go, you know, coffees, smoothies, and prepared meal delivery and things like that. Some of those industries have been experiencing a boom, the likes of which they've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's all relevant to the 
to the HR and people world side of things because you know you really can't operate a small medium sized business in the country without having the right people. You know it's something that you constantly hear about, especially if you talk to folks in the restaurant hospitality leisure business. Is you know good help is hard to find. So when you find that good help, you want to keep them. And a lot of that does have to do with HR, right? You know, so human resources is the idea of bringing home best practices for not only the people that work for you and who are your direct employees, but for the clients that you're working with out there as well. So, you know, these these types of you know conditions that everybody's dealing with for certain business models, they, they've presented an insur- almost insurmountable challenge. For some of them, they've they've presented opportunities, the likes of which folks have never seen before. Yeah. And, you know, whether or not it's kind of trying to be survival mode and figure out how to weather the storm or how to use the storm to uh, to a major tidal wave advantage, you know, a lot of it begins and ends with the people. So, you know, from the HR side of things, you know, we've definitely seen, you know, again, like things like PPP, layoffs, furlough, shared work programs, those have all been common themes of the last, you know, seven months that we've been dealing with pandemic issues. But, you know, there, there is definitely an upside to, to this side of things. It's, and, and again, a lot of that begins and ends with the people and having the right mindset goes a long way to making the most of it. Okay, so you mentioned survival mode, but how can survival mode be turned into strategic mode by planning for the future now? Yeah, this is one of my favorite questions and favorite topics to kick around because I am a very big believer when you think about you know the, this type process out there, that survival mode can definitely be strategic time. You know, just because you're, you might have experienced a drop-off in, in clientele, a drop-off in staff, doesn't mean that you can't use this time to really look at your business goals for the next year and beyond and see how you might be able to realign your people and your process to achieve the end product, which is, you know, happy customers, a great solution, and revenue. That's, you know, what everybody's looking for who's, who starts a small to medium-sized business. You know, that's why businesses like mine exist. Very few of them uh, small, medium-sized business owners. I mean, they go into business because they love doing payroll, human resources initiatives, group <laughs> benefits administration, and risk compliance. That's usually not the reason at all why they go into business. They go into business because they're passionate about something and they want to be able to get their message, their product, their process, their widget, their everything out there and in the hands of the masses. But you know, very often when folks you know follow their passion and they start their business. They, you know, they're really good, you know, blending the science and art for their passion and for their business, for their actual, you know, subject matter expertise or, you know, product, if you will. But a lot of times the actual running of the business and working on the business instead of in the business, you know, starts to fall by the wayside. So the concept of working on the business as opposed to in the business is a great you know, thought for the survival mode can also be strategic time. You know, here we are in Q4 of 2020, a year that has been out of control by most people's standards compared to most anything we've dealt with in in a couple of different lifetimes at this point. You know, not that it's unheard of. We've we've seen things like this happen before. Um, You know, but you're in Q4 of of a tumultuous year as far as the way that small, medium-sized business has, has been dealt with and how talent in those spaces has been dealt with. But, you know, what can you really you know, do to, to reflect at this point? And, you know, it's something that 
you know, I love talking with folks from, from the CG team because, you know, when you talk about, you know, to accountants for the most part and, you know, people who are tax advisors and financial professionals, a lot of times it's done in hindsight. Like here's, you know, we're get, getting close to the final extension deadline, October 15th. And, you know, here's how everything was back in 2019. Here's what we learned from it. And here's, here's all the reporting and here's the taxes and here's everything. But, you know, it's, it's few and far between where a lot of these small business owners, they, they reach out to like teams at CG and other folks that I partner with and they're, and they're like, Hey, listen, we just want to kind of get a, you know, get a jump on not only the last quarter of business for 2020, but also 2021 and beyond. Like, how do we, how do we really position ourselves for success moving forward? You know, a lot of times it's just kind of seen as a necessary evil and which is a funny conversation because a lot of times I do a lot with sales and strategy and business development. A lot of times sales is seen as a necessary evil. And I think a lot of, a lot of businesses out there are waking up to the, the fact that, well, without sales and business development, you don't really have much else, so, <laughs> especially right now. So, you know, that people are, are getting a little bit more in tune with that. It's, you know, a lot of times people look at their accountants and their tax planners and their financial advisors and their insurance professionals as, as kind of like necessary evils. Uh -huh. This is some of the best time, especially, you know, you reach out to the CG team after October 15th, like October 16th, October 19th, and you really like, you know, try to talk to them a little bit if they haven't, you know, unplugged and gone fishing and taken a vacation <laughs> or whatever, you know, but if you, you know, talk to them a little bit about really being proactive about next year, you know, folks in the HR world love that. Folks on the CG team, I'm sure, love that because it really shows engagement from the side of the client of not really just, you know, kind of waiting for the, you know, I, I know, I know you and I love softball analogies. So, you know, I love the idea of before every pitch, you know, everyone who's playing defense out in the field thinking, what am I going to do if the ball's hit to me? Yep. Because if you wait until the crack of the bat, it's too late. You're, you're scrambling too much to figure everything out. And I feel like far too often, especially with things like tax planning and you know, managing a business and tax preparation and advisory and all of that, especially as it re relates to HR and payroll and all that, a lot of it is just they're waiting for the crack of the bat to, to make any decisions or, or have any thought even related to it. Is if you, you think about these things before the pitch is thrown, so much better chance that you're going to be prepared to make the right play and to make the one that's going to propel the team forward. And I think a lot of that talk can be really related to the business world, to the HR world, to the folks at the CG team, because, you know, these, these clients that are small to medium sized business, they, they shouldn't be, you know, talking to their accountants and their tax planners and these financial and insurance professionals once a year you know, upon renewal for insurance or upon deadlines for taxes, they should really be talking to them proactively. Like, you know, again, like I said in the beginning, you know, plan pandemics, you know, global events, national events, you know, while they can be seen as challenges and things that businesses and employees and their management, they need to conform to, they can also be seen as overwhelming opportunity. And I, I'm definitely seeing seeing a whole bunch of that at the moment. So speaking of the opportunity, is now a good time to invest in your business or reinvest in your business or possibly even look for a new venture? You know, it's 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 an interesting topic of discussion because, you know, from the HR side of things, you know, every, every business, whether small, medium, large, mega-sized, they need to have some type of HR function, right? They need to be able to deal with their people and deal with the clients. But very often, you know, human resources services, you know, platforms like mine at Extensus, they're, they're sometimes looked at as, 
as just like a nice to have, or maybe just a, something that's a payroll engine with some other bells and whistles, you know, and it's, it's not really like that at all. It's it, now to me, the time is absolutely appropriate to be investing into these types of these types of businesses. It makes sense. You know, you want to look at where you are and and where you want to go, part of your planning for 2021. But it's also about the right investments to make, whether that's within your own business or outsourcing to companies like Extensus Group. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's, you know, for existing businesses, yeah, if they've kind of just done HR, like by the seat of their pants, because they kind of need to, which is plenty of folks out there, then yeah, I would absolutely take some of this time to reflect on you know, really where you are, where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Any good advisor, whether it's a financial an insurance, a tax advisor, it's like, that's most of the questions that they're asking of their, of their clients. Where are you right now? What's working? What's not? Where is it that you'd like to go? And together let's, let's figure out what the path of least resistance is to get you there. So, you know, it's like for me personally, right. When I talked to, you know, a couple of different business owners, I remember a distinct example of this during the pandemic. And, you know, both, both of the entities were you know, roughly around the same size, just over 100 people. And, and, you know, talking to us about taking the reins on payroll and HR functions and some other, you know, related people and culture functions. You know, one of them said, you know, point blank in the beginning, our employees are our biggest asset. We don't know where we'd be without them. We've been in business for over 40 years and we don't necessarily do everything mainstream, but, you know, we're really looking to do everything in a compliant manner and we want to bring home the best experience for our employees. They're what makes us tick. Versus another one said, how much do you charge? <laughs> and really, it's like you know, working with certain pieces of the business that can be kind of commoditized. And I know the CG guys can can relate to this, too, with doing tax preparation. You know, sometimes people commoditize that whole conversation. And it's, it's, it's one of the worst things that they can do for themselves because, you know, it's, it, it's not how much do you charge. It's like it, it, that's only relevant if you made a decision that you're, you're going to buy already and you know exactly what it is that you're buying. You know, what I do with extensus with with dedicated HR and payroll services, yes, some of it is kind of dictated for you by what you need to do on a state and federal level and what you need to do with payroll. But an overwhelming majority of it is, you know, what the client really wants to see come out of it. Like it's it's something that's very, very much dictated by their primary, secondary and tertiary goals. And, you know, the owners behind these businesses, you know, that's, you know, definitely how they started out when they, when they launched their businesses and their initiatives, you know, they wanted to get their passion out there. They wanted to, you know, make money from it, obviously, but, you know, they, a lot of times find themselves working in the business instead of on the business and, you know, investing resources into existing, in existing business models, or possibly even launching a new venture is, is more about working on a business plan. And, you know, I, I talk to, you know, some of the folks at CG about this regularly because this time of year is one of those times where, again, accountants can really kind of take their foot off the gas after the 15th and you know, start to relax a little bit compared to, you know, a lot of the majority of the year where they're pedal to the metal and really trying to accommodate everyone's every waking need. You know, they can take a break now, but they can also, you know, do some strategy with their clients. They can also talk to some of their you know, and this happens a lot with the financial advisory side too. They could talk to some of their higher net worth individuals who made a ton of money this year. You know, in 2020, just even though the pandemic disrupted a few things, some people have still made an absolute ton of money this year and they're facing big tax liabilities. Well, one way they might be able to mitigate some of those tax liabilities while realizing some of their dreams and wish list items is maybe they 
invest in a small, medium-sized business. Maybe they buy a franchise. Maybe they launch their own digital initiatives. Like, you know, these are all things that, you know, really are somewhat easy to do nowadays. I know someone, you know, like you, Scotty, is, you know, is really well tuned in with that. You know, you're, you're doing a great deal with folks, like trying to help them tell their story, you know, with, with the podcasting world. Like this is one of the best times, even though some of us may be as, you know, busier than we've ever been before. Investment doesn't always mean money. It, some of it, sometimes it just means investment in yourself yep. and investment in the people who you work with. Like I've wanted to, you know, do podcasts and, and get some thought leadership out there forever now. Like I wrote a format for it three years ago and haven't had time to even start start approaching it and arguably have less time now. But if you don't take some of this time that all of us have been, I don't want to say afforded, but some of this time that's been handed to us involuntarily, <laughs> however you want to put it, uh, there, there's, some, there's some great things that can come out of this. And and the, the, the folks that I see out there really capitalizing on it, you know, you know, from all areas, right? You know, the folks that work in sales and business development, the folks that work in, uh, you know, advisory capacity from the financial, you know, tax, insurance, and even just the end user businesses that a lot of us work with, you know, they're, they're really kind of looking a little bit ahead and saying, hey, you know what? You know, we, we had some, some trials and tribulations this year. We, we called a few audibles and we got everything, you know, where it needs to be so that we can move forward. How do we make sure that we're good for the rest of this year? And if this continues in the same manner in 2021, where we're, it's not a matter of losing less or anything like mitigating losses, it's how do we grow our initiatives? How do we maybe think outside the box and, and take a little bit of a different angle on what we're doing? So how would you summarize this conversation and make it a process or a to-do list for others to follow? You would say people first. You know, partnering with whether it's partnering with the right people or looking from from the HR side of things, then your process, which is your strategy, and then what comes next after that. And then it's really, you know, so you're 100 percent right. That is the way that I look at things is people first and then process. And then, you know, looking at it as, you know, product or solution. And I do firmly believe that folks these days are far too obsessed and infatuated with the magic wand, the shiny new mousetrap, the what's going to get everything on the straight and narrow, what's going to fix all my problems, what's going to give me more money, and they're looking for the product first. And that leads people like me into conversations with individuals and small and medium-sized businesses where they're like, I tried this software, I tried this product, I tried this widget, and I, I'm not really any further along than I was before. Mm. Well, a lot of times that's because if you if you buy the product before you really look at the people in the process behind it, the product is relying on the people in process to come from you, whoever <laughs> bought the product. So it's you know very often with small and medium sized business, this is a very common conversation because you know they kind of know what they're looking for and they know like what the end game is. They're just they're too focused on wh who's the vendor that it's going to be and how much is it going to cost then who are the people that I can partner with both internally and externally to make this happen? And what's the path of least resistance to get there? That type of just mindset changes worlds for people, especially these days, because you, know, you can, there's any uh, product wise, they change every single day of our lives with, with personal and business life. Every, like every single day, there's a newer, better, shinier, more expensive, less expensive product that can do a better job than the one that came out yesterday. But there's really no substitute for knowing the right people who've had the right experience with 
you know, what the topic of, of discussion is at hand and then having a, a really tight process uh, to follow of, you know, how are we going to really get there? And then, you know, that does start to loop in some aspects of product and solution and bells and whistles and widgets, but you gotta, you gotta know who you're doing it with first and foremost, and you gotta know, know what, what the kind of game plan is going to be before you start shooting in a bunch of different directions. And just to, to layer that with another thought, you know, the big advantages to working with a group like Extensus, because there are plenty of groups out there that, that, you know, do HR and payroll and group benefits administration will claim to do a lot of the, the same things that I do. You know, if I bucket those into three big categories as well, you know, first of all, yeah, it's a privately held, not a publicly traded company. Not to say that there's anything wrong with publicly traded companies. There sure isn't. But there is an element of just culture feeling that, you know, having worked with both of them, you know, I see clear as day where, you know, when you work for a publicly traded company, there's shareholders, there's, you know, Wall Street analysts, there's stock prices, there's, there's a lot of different factors in play that might help go a long way to why certain decisions are being made. When it's a privately held company, you can really kind of custom tailor things, you know, that are really in the best interest of, you know, what the client's looking for. So the second thing is, you know, we pride ourselves on being broker, advisor, trusted, trusted professional centric, right? So working with, you know, financial advisors, insurance professionals, and tax advisors, CPAs, and whatnot, you know, allows us to, to really be channel oriented, almost like a wholesale type of approach to the trusted advisors, where the trusted advisors can then give the retail consumer or business owner, you know, the, the appropriate solution and discussion to get, you know, to get them to their end game. And, you know, last but not least, you know, any service organization has to say that their service is second to none. I'll say it, CG, you'll say it, Scott, you'll see it, you'll say it. You know, everybody's service is second to none. You know, being with an organization like Extensus, they are heavily, heavily focused on the red carpet activation and white glove service type of feeling. Um, they don't just say that, they do actually deliver on it. You know, working for publicly traded competitors in the space and, and having great relationships with senior management at said companies. You know, if I, if I said, you know, when you do a service business, there's always issues, right? If I said I have an issue, the attitude was more like, yeah, we, you know, we can handle it for you. Don't worry about it. You know, go out and get three new clients. You can do it. You know, whereas with, with a privately held company that is so focused on the people and the process, if somebody has any sort of issue, whether it's at initial activation and onboarding to the platform, or it's, you know, multiple years into our relationship, which we do have a heavy focus on a long-term relationship as well. You know, pretty much everything stops until the client's back in, back in happy, good graces and, and, and sunshine and rainbows again. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, Steve, where can people go for more information about yourself and more information about Extensus Group? So Extensus Group, uh, folks can go to extensusgroup.com. That's E-X-T-E-N-S-I-S group.com. Uh, Extensus does have uh, all outlets of social media covered as well. They have blogs. They have um, you know, resource centers on the website, um, you know, Facebook page, LinkedIn page. You can find Extensus Group everywhere. Again, it's been around for 23 years. Not a startup company, but it is privately held and not publicly traded. Uh, for myself, you know, you guys can find me on on LinkedIn. That's where I do uh, you know, most business types of discussions. I did also recently launch my own podcast, uh, which is called Always Friday. And it is done on Fridays at 11 a.m. with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. 
which again stands for small to medium sized business. Um, you know, the whole idea is to you know give some folks some insightful thoughts going into the weekend so that they can promote some impact come Monday morning. And that can be found on talkradio.nyc. There he is. Steve, I appreciate this. A lot of great insight, great information. Best of luck, and we'll catch up real soon. It's great to be here, Scott. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure as always. Great information from Steve there about how small and medium-sized businesses can actually take this COVID-19 pandemic and turn it into a time of opportunity. And to find out about how CG can help you grow your business, reach out to CG's advisory team at cgteam.com advisory. CG offers an array of advisory and consulting services designed to help you and your business reach and exceed your financial goals. The CG team has more than 40 years experience in a variety of industries to provide the specialized support you deserve. From marketing to strategic planning to business operations, CG is focused on your top and bottom line. Best of all, CG advisors are focused on the road ahead and will be with you every step of the way. Visit cgteam.com advisory to learn more about their value-added business advisory and consulting services. Once again, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Thank you for tuning in to the CG Business Advisor podcast. And a reminder, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts from or simply check us out at cgteam.com.